Welcome, Christian Embassy. So good to see your smiling faces here today. I pray you are ready to receive the supernatural impartation of the Word of God that will come in and renew your mind and transform your lives and cause your faith to rise to a whole new level. You don't know what's facing you this week, but it really doesn't matter when you go into this week full of faith. Amen? Your faith will make a way. Your faith will pave a way. Your faith will change the circumstances. Your faith will pull the power of God into the situations and the circumstances that will literally be a turnaround in your favor for the glory of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so good to see our second service here, you guys. I'm telling you, the first ones came in and they paved the way. They, 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 they come in and, and they plowed up the ground and they got it ready for you. They got it ready for you. And let's just get all God has for us. If you are joining us for the Seek God for the City and our 40 days of prayer and fasting as we're leading up to Palm Sunday, which then will be a week before Easter. Uh, we'd love for you to, to do that. The, the app, you can just download the app and keep up with us. Today we're on day 19. And uh, this week, every week on Sunday, they get a theme for the whole week that you'll be praying about. And we're seeking God's glory in evangelizing people. God cares about the lost. God cares about the lost. God is not mad at the lost. He's not angry at the lost. He gave His life for them, just like He gave His life for us. Amen? So let, let's see the heart of God in reaching those who are lost this week. And, uh, and we're seeking God for His re renown among the peoples, uh, that His name would be glorified. Let me tell you, Jesus taught us how to pray. And we are to pray, you know, hallowed be thy name as we come in Luke 11 and pray that God's name is to be hallowed, to be praised. Let me tell you, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He's Jehovah Sitkanu. He's Jehovah Mekadesh. He's Jehovah Mofaith. He's the God of wonders. He's the God of sanctification. He's the God of our banner that lifts up the victory in our life. On and on. He's El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Oh, that we would hallow the name of God, that we would lift up the name of God among the nation, our nation and the nations of the world this week. And, uh, and also in our prayer walk today, we're praying for governmental leaders. So let's pray for them. Let's don't, don't, I know people have the tendency to want to damn the government leaders and speak down and criticize, but the Bible says we should pray for them. I'm telling you, if they're in a position that make decisions that affect our lives, we need to pray for them, that they, they get the wisdom of God, the heart of God, that they would, they, would, they would yield to the Spirit of God. Amen? So we're praying for governmental leaders, and this uh, whole week we are focusing on Africa, and, uh, and we'll be looking at many tribes and countries and uh, people groups throughout Africa this week. So all of this here is keeping us on track to praying that prayer of uh, exponential power that is activated through unity so as we unite together. And again, we're saying, what should we fast? Uh, we've asked you, I believe the Lord led me to just say, He wants you to spend time with Him every morning and He'll tell you what to fast that day. So that we're not just going to give you, dictate this is what you should fast for 40 days. He wants that intimate, desire, that intimate time with you. He desires to be able to share with you one-on-one -on -one what He's working in your life. 
and what he would have you fast that day. And, and then you walk in obedience and surrender to him for that day. Amen. So that's kind of what we are, uh, where we're at and see God for the city. Uh, had a very busy week last week. Uh, things unexpected pulled me out of town. We had a death we had to deal with out of state. And we had to go down and deal with some things in South Carolina. But the, good, the positive side of it is I got to spend some time with my mom and my brother and my sister who still live down in South Carolina. And, and, uh, and, and if you've ever spent any time with uh, my family, <laughs> I'm the calm, quiet one, okay? And uh, my sister is a preacher. My brother, my mom said, should be the preacher because he's the storyteller. And uh, till midnight, he was telling stories. And uh, most of them had mama with a switch or something running after us boys. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. But the way he tells a story can really, really get your attention. And he gets all into it. He was telling one which caused me to scream like a girl. Now, you girls don't take that offense, okay? But I'm not a girl. I'm not supposed to scream like a girl. But I scream like a girl. And uh, we, were, we were coming back, uh, and there was an elevator there. It was nighttime. And my brother says, oh, out in the country there where we live, he says, we got, we're surrounded by hyenas. And I'm thinking, hyenas? And Andrews, South, South Carolina? He said, yeah. I said, hyenas? He said, yeah. And he says, they howl. and they, They're just out there and in the night, and they're eating our dogs. They're eating our cats and they're eating our chickens and they scratch up our vehicles and they scratch up the doors and oh we're locked up in the house and all these hyenas are out there at night and I said Jim are you certain hyenas he said, yeah and they howl and I said wait a minute you're not talking about hyenas you're talking about coyotes he's a oh yeah 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 coyotes and, and Pastor Rodica, she's she not a country girl. I've been to Romania and Orati. She grew up in the city, but she got all country. She said, I'd shoot them. They wouldn't take over my yard. I'd shoot them. I was like, whoa, go, girl. And, and my brother, he think it caught him off guard, too. A little prissy girl over here wanting to shoot them. Okay. And he says, you can't shoot what you can't see. And the moment he said that, the elevator opened, and there were two huge poodles about that high dragging a lady out and ran into me and he says you can't shoot what you don't see and two dogs hit me and I scream like a girl <laughs> so men you're going on up that you've been some wimps before too but poodles scared me okay but the good but to my defense they were very big I didn't know poodles could get that tall okay you could ride those babies okay but they must have had to potty really bad, and they drug that lady out, and it just the timing was just right. So I've had quite a few experiences this week and, uh, that have been a little uh, unusual. And I've been running from poodles and hiding from hyenas and listening to stories about coyotes. Okay. But uh, we had a good time. We got back last night. I think, isn't today Sunday? Yes, yes, okay. Uh, boy, anybody ever have something interjected into your plans that you didn't plan for? And you're just like, wait a minute, this doesn't, okay. You, but you make it work. Okay, so by tomorrow, I'll realize what day we're on. But uh, as I was praying about our message, the Lord just said, it's now is the time. Now is the time. I said, yes, Lord, now is the time for the message. Give it to me. He said, now is the time. I said, yes, Lord. And I got my pen and I said, give it to me now. Now is the time. I'm ready. I'm ready. He said, now is the time. And then I said, okay, well, I'll just write that. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now, now give it to me, Lord. He said, now is the time. I said, okay. That's the sermon. I'm saying now is the time for the sermon. The Lord said that is the sermon. 
I'm like, okay, so I'm going to give you my right now list, okay? Now is the time. This is my right now list. And my mom, let me tell you what, she has wimped out over the years. You grandmas, let me tell you what, as you get into grandmas, let me tell you, your children don't appreciate it that you get all wimped out, okay? Okay, and let me just give you one example. My mom, when she used to call us, we lived on a farm out in the country, and she would call our name out very loud. You didn't ask, ma'am, or what? You came. She, when she called you, she wanted you there right now, right now. And there wasn't no one, two, three. She wanted you there now. And uh, so now she's got this little dog, Gracie, and she'll say, Gracie, come here. Gracie, come here. Gracie, one... Two, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 you didn't count for us. And then before she says three, she'll say treat to get the dog to come in. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I resent that dog. That, no, you didn't give us that kind of grace, and you call her Gracie. You know, mom wimped out. Okay, when she said now, she meant now. Uh, Jim was telling one of the stories. My mom, she, we didn't know we were poor. We always had food and clothes, but she made our clothes, and she'd made us three-piece suits uh, for Easter, and I had a cream one, and my brother had a light blue one, and we, it was Easter Sunday, and we were getting ready to go to church, and I was in the car waiting as a good boy, okay, okay, y'all got that, I was a good boy, and my brother was climbed up the tree, waiting on my mom, because my mom was teasing her hair, that was back in the day when you tease your hair, and you ladies know what I'm talking about, and she would walk around, and it looked like, I mean, she was scraping the ceiling with this big old thing up, and we were like, oh! who are you and then she'd go in the room and magically somehow another come and it would just be all rounded and probably two cans of hairspray I don't know but nonetheless uh, she could fix it but she'd tease it first well it took a long time so we used to get into trouble while she was teasing her hair and uh and I wonder why that's called teasing. I don't know. I looked that up. But nonetheless, uh, she, my brother climbed up the tree in a brand new light blue three-piece suit that she had sewn by hand. And she came out, and she's running late. And when she was running late, it was right now, and now wasn't quick enough. And she, I'm in the car. Good boy. Okay. And my brother, uh, who should be the preacher, my mom says, is up the tree. Okay. So she grabs a switch. She breaks a switch. Anybody know what a switch is? Okay, it's not the light switch. It's one of these things you break out of the tree. It was a limb, and now it becomes something that's going to teach you a lesson. And uh, she's at the bottom of the tree, and she's like, come here, Jim, now. So he knew when she said now, let me. So he's climbing down, and he would, his foot would get to where she could reach it, and she's whipping, popping him with the switch, and he climbed back up. And she said, we are late. I'm in the choir. I come on now. So he tried to come back down, and she's swinging. He's like, mama, you got to drop the tree you got to drop the switch you got to drop it and then I'll come down so she dropped it <laughs> he came down and we'll let the rest of the story know that there was some pain in the house hallelujah and I watched on with glee because I was in the car because I was being a good boy <laughs> but we're gonna look at my right now list and we're gonna be looking at second Corinthians chapter 6 uh, verse 1 when we then, Paul, the Apostle Paul is writing to us, and he says, we came to you as workers together with Jesus. He says, we were co-laboring with Jesus. We were there with you uh, doing the work of Christ. We were doing his work. So we weren't there for ourselves. We weren't there with our agenda. We were there to promote the agenda of Jesus Christ. And uh, so, so we were there pleading with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. God has favor for you, and don't let that favor pass you by. 
Don't let the favor of God be something you look at with vanity or as, as it's empty and it has no effect on your life. He said, for he says in an acceptable time, he said, this is what Jesus said, in an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. In other words, you called for a Savior. You called for someone to come and reverse the curse, for someone to come where there was curse to bring favor into your life. And he says, I've heard your cry, and I've come to help you. And behold, now is that accepted time. Now is the time of favor. Now is the time of your blessing. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And this word salvation is from a Greek word satiria. And satiria is, uh, his base word is sozo. And it means the whole blessed package. That your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You're on your way to heaven. Your eternity is, is going to be with the Lord. But in, while you're still on the ground and still around, that there is healing and there is deliverance and there is blessing and there is peace and there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's all of this that he's provided for us while we are yet here. And he's saying, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of your favor. Now is the day of your salvation. So from this, I believe the Lord is saying, I don't want you waiting any longer. Some of you think that you've got to wait for a certain event or wait for a certain day or wait even for Easter or wait for this or that for some miracle to take place. And God said, no, no. I want you to know don't look at my grace. Don't look at my favor with vanity. It is for you right now. I want you to experience it right now. I want you to receive your miracle right now. I want you to receive your breakthrough right now. I want you to receive an anointing that lifts the burden and destroys the yoke off of your life right now. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at my right now list. Right now, what God wants you to receive before you walk up out of here in the next few minutes, that you would receive it, you would walk in it, you would believe it, you would declare it, and you would live it this day, right now, in Jesus' name. So first of all, we look at now is the time to live the abundant life. As I look at my right now list, now is the time to live the abundant life. Some people say, when I get to heaven, I'll have the abundant life. Jesus said, wait a minute now. He said, Satan has a plan. And his plan is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he can't do that in heaven. He's doing that here on the earth. He is trying to destroy you. He is trying to put sickness and disease on you. He is trying to rob you of joy. He is trying to kill you. That's what he's doing here on earth. And Jesus says, I came right into the midst of what he's doing. And I said, no, no, no. I am bringing abundant life. Abundant life is not just for heaven. It is for right now. Abundant life is not just when you get before the angels one day. It is right now. And let me tell you what. I declare to you right now in the name of Jesus that you would say, I'm not waiting until I don't have, I don't have any more problems in my life uh, to have the presence of peace. I'm not waiting until uh, I have no more problems in my life to experience the joy of the Lord. I'm not waiting until there's no problems uh, that I'm having to deal with before I enjoy the good things of God. My God says I came in to interrupt the mess that the enemy had brought. I, my God came to interrupt what sin had set on its course, to change the course to those who will call on the name of Jesus to those who will surrender their lives to him that we could enjoy the abundant life right now right now in Jesus name come on now but you've got to surrender to Christ Jesus is the one who provides it 
A lot of the pain and a lot of the, the, the lack and a lot of the, the negative that we're having to deal with in our lives is because we've not totally surrendered our lives to Christ. We're still letting that devil who's come to kill, steal, and destroy have entrance into our lives. Let me tell you what. We, and we say, well, when I get to heaven, I won't have to deal with him anymore. That's true. But if Jesus says, I've already given you the authority over all the power of the enemy, and he by no, by, by no means shall harm you, then we've got to exercise that authority right now in order to enjoy this abundant life. See, a lot of people think, like I used to think, when you give your life to Christ, as I came on the altar and I gave my life to Christ when I was 17 years old, I surrendered to his lordship. Now, the thing is, at 53, that surrender no longer is active in my life because I've had a lot of opportunities to take that surrender back from him and surrender to my flesh or surrender to the influence of the enemy. The surrender that I live under the lordship of Jesus Christ today, it, it happened this morning when I woke up. When I woke up. Now, a lot of people say, well, I want to deal with that 20 years ago and I don't have to think about it anymore. Let me tell you what, that's not how it is. This is a living, breathing relationship that God wants with us. And every day that we rise up, we have to make sure we are surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Paul said that if we will declare his Lordship and believe God is raised him from the dead, we can be saved. That word sozo right there, the base for soteria, is there for us if we are surrendering and declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I ask you this morning, I ask you this day, have you surrendered to Jesus Christ today? I surrender. I'm not say get saved every day. I'm not saying that. You have to live a surrendered life. The Bible says if you'll humble yourself before God, He will exalt you with His mighty hand. Or if you exalt yourself before God, God will abase you with His hand. Let me tell you what. I don't want the hand of God moved away and letting this enemy come into my life and bring about destruction in my life because I'm all peacocky and, and got this pharisaical spirit. Well, I gave my life to Jesus 25 years ago, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and now I can just stand back and judge everybody and see where everybody's at and see how they're living their life and give my comment on them because I, I am it. No. Humble yourself before the Lord. Every day, Jesus, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I am here not to do my will. I'm here to do your will. And if you're not surrendered to the will of God, let me tell you what, quit fooling yourself and saying everything's all right between you and God. It's not. It's not. I know we live in a world, as all societies have, where there have been governments that can get their uh, 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 groups together and, and elected officials, and the majority can say, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And that can change over the landscape of time. But let me tell you what, we are not to be surrendered to the will and the whims of man. We're to be surrendered to the will and the desire of our God. And if what man decides violates what God has said, we don't have the right. We don't have the right unless we want to open the door for the thief that comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. If we want to live this abundant life and live it now, we've got to stay on the right side. Jesus said it's either hot or cold. Lukewarm won't cut it. I'll vomit you out of my mouth. I think you can't make it more pictorial than that. That, that he makes him sick makes the body of Christ sick 
when we try to keep one foot and in, in one foot over here. We got to say, no, I've surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, even if it calls for a martyr's death, stand with him and you will be exalted. You will be blessed. So we've got to learn. We're in a day and an age which is not really unique to us. It's all through history this has been the case that Satan is always trying to come against the, the plan of God. God had a plan in Eden and Satan came against it. And he says he's lying. He lied to Eve and he said, you're not going to die. Sure, you're not going to die if you eat of this fruit. And, uh, and, and he twists the words of God and he got Eve to eat and give it to Adam and sin entered in and let me tell you what the devil's still working the same way you don't have to do it God's way this is the 21st century this is this is what it is to be hip this is what it is to be in in the in the in the you might would say the right way of the day let me tell you what I want to be in the right way of the Lord I want to be in the right way of the Lord now, that don't make you a hater. Now, don't you get that fair circle spirit and look down on anybody and say, I'm better than anybody. You were just, except for the grace of God, there go I. So we don't want to look down on anyone. We want to, with love, we want to be welcoming, but not affirming. We got to be careful. We got to be welcoming, but not affirming in this day because we too will be judged. Did you know that? that every Christian will be judged as well as everyone who doesn't call on the name of the Lord. It's a different judgment. There's judgment seat of Christ and there's a great white throne judgment. Everyone who stands before the great white throne judgment who doesn't have Christ as their redeemer, the Bible says that they go where they weren't supposed to. Hell was created for Satan and his demons, but those who have rejected Christ have to go there as well. Now that's not God's will. God's will is none should perish. But there's a judgment seat of Christ that we'll be judged for as well in, in what we've done, in our, the talents that we've used and how we've served the Lord. So it's so very important every day for us to say, Lord, I humble myself to you. Jesus, you are my Lord. Whatever you want me to do, however your spirit leads me this day, I want to do it. I know your word is uh, the, it is the plumb line. It is the rule. I cannot change it. I don't want to change it. If it doesn't fit today, that's today's problem. That's not the word's problem, right? I'm going to stick with the word. Oh, can we do that? I'm going to stick with the word no matter what happens. I'm sticking with the word and I will deal with the world in love, but also in my stance on righteousness. Somebody's got to talk to me. Y'all getting all quiet. Okay, I'm going to, let me just, maybe it would help you if I told you a week in advance what I'm going to preach on, you know. Then you say, I wouldn't have been here. No, like the preacher who said, next week I'm preaching on lying. Preaching on lying. I want all of you to read Mark 17 in preparation for the sermon next week. Next week comes, they all gather together, and he said, okay, I told you today I was preaching on lying, and I gave you an assignment to read Mark 17. How many of you read Mark 17? And everybody raised their hand. He said, okay, we really need to go on this sermon because Mark only has 16 chapters and you're all liars. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I, there's problems in announcing the sermon ahead of time. But let me tell you what, God has abundant life for us now. But let me tell you what, if you think you keep one foot in the world and do it Satan's way and one foot in God's kingdom and do it, do, saying you're halfway doing it God's way and experience the abundant life, it's not going to happen. You're going to be disappointed every time. You've got to go with the Lord. Surrender your all to Him. He created you. He knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for humanity. He knows what's best for this world. We need to trust the Lord. 
So now is the time to live the abundant life. And then secondly, now is the time to have peace. Now Jesus said in John 6, 1633, but He says, In me you will have peace. In me you will have peace. In who? Christ. If you're in Him, can you be in Him and in the world? No. You've you got to be in Him. See, when you're in Him, you can have peace. Now, peace comes from the word shalom, which means nothing broken and nothing missing. There's the abundant life again. In Christ, you have the abundant life. If you're in Christ now, you have the abundant life now. You have peace right now. Now, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but take courage and be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. The world is not going to win, he said. The devil is not going to win. The world systems will not win. They will always crumble and fall, just like every government in every nation you study in history. They crumbled within. The Roman Empire fell from within. They all will fall because if they're not founded on the Word and they're not founded on righteousness, there's not enough power of hell to keep them afloat. So let's stand with the Lord. And the Bible is so clear that we're not to wait until the problems are all solved and all of our tribulations have all passed before we have peace. You need to say, I'm having peace now because Jesus has already made it available. I'm going to live in peace right now. I can have peace in the midst of the storm. I can have peace in the midst of my problem. I can experience the love of God in the midst of the situation and the circumstance that's less than favorable. See, peace is not waiting to get rid of your problems before it comes. Peace is yours for the choosing in the midst of your problems. Get your eyes off of the wind and the waves and walk on the water of peace that God has for you. You've got to think. Come on now. Hallelujah. Praise God. We just tend to believe that if we can get rid of all of our depression, then joy will come. No, it don't work that way. Get some joy and the joy will drive the depression out. See, we tend to believe that if we get rid of all of our fear, then confidence will come, and that's not how it works. You get some confidence, and the confidence will say, fear, pack your bags, get out. I'm evicting you right now in the name of Jesus. It's the presence of God that scatters the enemy. Let God arise, and the enemy be scattered. See, God's way is for us to start celebrating before we see the victory. To start celebrating before we get the breakthrough. To start celebrating before our needs are met. To start celebrating before we feel like celebrating. Somebody's got to start living by faith and walking by faith. Or either you're not a man or woman of faith. Come on now. Jesus said that He came that we might have an abundant life. To have it to the full. To have it to overflow. And in that abundant life comes peace that surpasses all understanding. So I would say stop looking for a reason to celebrate. You have reason to celebrate. You need to start celebrating. Let me tell you what, and as you celebrate, the reasons will come. They'll keep coming, they'll keep coming. See, there's just too many people. We've programmed ourselves. Oh my goodness, listen. We've trained ourselves to, to, to get to a destination and then we'll be happy. To get to a certain day of the week and, you know, or a certain balance in our bank account or arrive at a certain place, then we can celebrate. I'm here to tell you God wants you to celebrate life today. I would say don't even wait until an amen and this service is closed that you begin to celebrate right now. We're His children. We are alive today. We have a home in heaven. Uh, and let me tell you what, and we have a God who is for us and if He be for us, who can be against us? Uh, I'm telling you, it's time for us to celebrate. In Psalms 118, 24, the psalmist says, This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 
So the third one on the list, now is the time to rejoice. Now is the time to rejoice. You rejoice through your pain. You rejoice through the problem. You rejoice through the cloud. You rejoice through the storm. And the very joy that you exude will have a power to bring in the presence of God to bring a change in your circumstances. Stop waiting until your bank account gets full. Start celebrating now. Stop waiting for the doctor's report to come in and say all is well. No, start celebrating now. Stop waiting until your children get it all together. Come on, start celebrating now. Stop waiting until your urge or, or your dependency leaves. Start celebrating in the midst of it in Jesus' name. Think about it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Is you die and go to heaven. That's the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen. Do it in God's way is you die and go to heaven. Come on now, life's not that hard. Stop being so uptight about everything. Come on now. As a child of God, you're going to spend eternity with God in heaven, and that's reason to celebrate. God raised Jesus from the dead. You don't have to wait till this Easter Resurrection Sunday to celebrate that. He is alive right now. He conquered sin. He conquered disease. He conquered death. He conquered fear. And that's reason to celebrate. Hallelujah. And stop coming up with reasons why you shouldn't celebrate. God wants us to have a life and have it to the full now. He wants you to celebrate that life that He's given you now. Hallelujah. And as much as I love celebrating Christmas and celebrating Easter and birthdays, we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait until the 4th of July to celebrate. We can celebrate now. We don't have to wait till Memorial Day or Labor Day to celebrate. We can celebrate now. We don't have to wait till Christmas or Resurrection Sunday to celebrate. We can celebrate now. And the reason is because God has given us reason to celebrate. He's given us every reason to celebrate. He is in our midst. He is on our side. He is for us and not against us. He has given us His name. He has given us His Word. He has given us His Spirit. He has given us His blood. He has given us His power. Do you see what I'm saying? What's not to celebrate? What's not to praise God about? What's not to rejoice about? Let us rejoice now. It's ours now. It's for the taking now. It's for the living now. It's for the victory walk now. It's for going to the next level now. You were once lost, but now you're found. You were once blind, but now you can see. You once were forsaken, and it seemed like nobody cared about you and nobody loved you, but God loved you. God loved you while you were yet a sinner. Hallelujah. And you're in a church family and a people of God who love you. And you have pastors who love you. And God loves you. And God is on your side. Side. You have something to celebrate because God is for you and He's not against you. Hallelujah. Come on, folks, think about it. Think about it. Amen. We're waiting for something miraculous to happen. And God is saying, go ahead and celebrate and you'll see the miracle happen. Oh, come on now. Jesus' blood was shed for each and every one of you and me. Hallelujah. Let me try to say that another way. Jesus' blood was shed for each and every one of you and me. Maybe I'm not communicating. Let me say it another way. Jesus' blood was shed for each and every one of you and for me. Hallelujah. 
And when Jesus' blood was shed, come on now, He conquered the power of the devil. He conquered the power of sin. He conquered the power of sickness. He conquered the power of disease. He conquered the power of fear. He conquered the power of anxiety. He conquered the power of worry. He conquered the power of depression. He conquered the power of lack and poverty. He conquered the power of every I'm telling you, every conniving and manipulating demon that has ever tried to invade this earth. He conquered every addiction. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And He conquered the grave. There's reason for you to celebrate today. Our God, if He be for us, who can be against us? For greater is He who is in us than He who is coming against us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But we want a tax refund before we praise God. We want a discount at the grocery store before we praise God. Come on now. And here all the time Jesus has defeated every demon and every work of hell. All the powers of darkness broken. And He's given us a shield of faith that will quench every fiery dart. He's given us a breastplate of righteousness and a helmet of salvation. And He's put on our feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, God's armor has been provided for us. He has given us His armor. He has given us His Word. Uh, He has given us His covenant. Come on now. The promises of God He's given to us. The grace of God has been given to us. The love of God has been given to us. The peace of God has been given to us. The power of God has been given to us. The joy of God has been given to us. What are you waiting to celebrate about? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Now is the time to rejoice. My experience, I see, sadly, too many Christians somehow know that we're not getting the revelation of this. We don't know how to celebrate. We need our sports team to win, to have something to celebrate. I see a lot who need a Michelob or a Coors Light or something to give them reason to celebrate. What's wrong with us? Do we not see? Do we not know? He says my people perish for lack of knowledge. If we don't know what we have, if we don't know what we have access to, if we don't know who is in us, if we don't know the power that is available to us, then then we're looking to the world. Give me a reason to celebrate. But I'm telling you, true Christians whose eyes have been opened, who know who we are and whose we are, we don't need a reason to celebrate from the external. We've got it already. It's healing power flowing through my blood. There's the power of God's Holy Spirit flowing through my veins. There's wisdom flowing through my mind uh, that I didn't the wisdom that created the heavens and the earth is accessible to me uh, he said if I lack wisdom I could ask of God and he would give it freely to those who would ask I'm telling you we have access to everything in it through the redemption what in the world do we need to shake us up to see that, that we need to rise up and rejoice uh, and give God the praise hallelujah we've got to stop waiting we've got to stop waiting for things to change before we start doing what God told us to do. The world is getting, because it's, there's, it's like a cancer. 
Sin is like a cancer and sin is working in our world and is eroding and destroying and, and just like cancer will make an organ no longer look like the organ it was created to be and no longer function as the organ it was created to be. The cancer of sin in this world will make the world no longer look like the world that God created and, and will cause it to no longer function like the world God created. But there's access to the healing power of God not only in our lives but if we will humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face. He said He would hear from heaven and He would heal our land. Our land needs a healing. But there's a church that first has got to realize we're already the healed of the Lord. And if God moves in through praise and God moves in through worship, then we need to start worshiping, praising Him for what we already have instead of sitting back saying everything's going to hell in a handbasket or whatever. And we need to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to stand right there where the, the avalanche is coming down as the world through sin. And I'm going to stand in the name of Jesus and say, stop, you're not going any further. I'm releasing the healing power of God and the anointing of God and I'm ushering in the Spirit of God and I'm going to say let the righteousness of God and the standard of God and the name of God be exalted in this place and you will find that the demonic forces of hell that are trying to kill, steal, and destroy will find out that the power of God is greater than the power of darkness and the light will drive out the darkness and you can resist the devil and he will flee. Come on now. We've got to rejoice now. I thought about, maybe I'll do this, but I don't have it today. But if you, none of you are too old to imagine things, right? Go ahead and claim it. Say, oh, I'm young. I'm young. I'm young. Let the oldest one in here say, I'm young, and you'll bring this, the bar down, okay? Say, I'm young. Okay, I can still imagine things. Let's imagine... I've got a water cooler up here. And there's that big five-gallon jug of water turned upside down on the top. It's light blue, kind of ice blue, and you can see water, and it's full. And it sits on the top of the water uh, fountain, not the water fountain, but the cooler, water cooler. And it has a little lever there. This isn't the hot and cold one. Don't get, don't get too imaginative, okay? We, this is just the cold, just the, just the room temperature one. <laughs> no. And uh, you've got a lever there with a little uh, a nozzle. And, uh, and it's sitting there, okay. And then you've got a man or a woman with a cup. We, we, we all we love men and women, okay? And, uh, and you come there and you flip the lever and you fill your cup up with water and then you drink. The water in the water cooler, in the, in the jug up here that's filled to the top, is everything that Jesus provided for us in the atonement. There's our healing, there's our prosperity, there's our deliverance. Nothing can hold us in bondage. Nothing can hold us down. A greater is our God. Greater. There is our uh, salvation. There is our breakthrough. There is our miracles. Everything we have need of, Okay. And then this little faucet or little spigot thing with the little handle there, that's our soul. This is our spirit. We get saved. Our spirit is filled with Christ. We're filled with His spirit. Filled with everything that comes in the atonement. Healing and everything is there in our spirit. Our spirit was dead in sin, but now has become new. Amen? Made brand new. It's alive. So the, 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 the little lever here is our soul which is our mind, our will, our emotions. You know, we've got to have our mind renewed, right? Once we get saved, we've got everything available, but everything's not automatic. So now we have to have our minds renewed through the Word of God so that we're not forced, forced 
The word says pressed or forced into the mold of this world. There's pressure, I know. We all are under pressure to be forced into the mold of this world system that we live in. As ungodly as it's getting, there's still the pressure is there. Anybody feel the pressure? You gotta, you, 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 we want to be welcoming to all, but we don't want to be affirming. Right? But the pressure of the world is you welcome and affirm anything. Anything. And, and you think it's crazy now, it, it, it will only get crazier. Okay. So to, in order not to be pressed into the mold of this world, we have to be transformed. Say transformed. That word transformed comes from a Greek word that we get our word metamorphosis from. So that transformation, if you understand metamorphosis, is a caterpillar going into a cocoon and coming out a butterfly. Transformed. Okay? Our minds are transformed by the Word of God. So as I'm preaching you the Word of God right now, you're, because you don't have a right now mentality. This world says you stumped your toe, you want to curse, you want to say bad words. But you can stump your toe and you can begin to rejoice and bring the healing power of God into pain and go, just leave your body. Did you know that? So we have to come, we have to be renewed. We have to be transformed. It don't happen automatic. And we're transformed. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is getting muscles to bring you to the place of transformation so that now you can fly rather than crawl on your belly. Who crawled on his belly when the curse came? Satan, Lucifer, right? He fell to the earth. He's like a beautiful uh, animal in the garden, and then he's cursed on his belly, crawling. So the caterpillar is on his belly. I know you say he's got little feet, but he's, his belly's touching the ground. And then he's transforming. He's flying. He can go places he couldn't go before. He can travel down a way he couldn't before. God's got a way for us to live Getting all this that's in the jug up here, all that's in the atonement, all of our healing and deliverance and freedom and blessing and joy and peace and all that that He's given to us, but it's got to come through the little, the little valve down here. And the valve is your soulish realm, it's your mind, okay? Now, your mind has to... And you have decision-making power in your mind. So you either decide, this is what God says, I'm going with God. It may not be popular... I'm not here to be popular. I'm going with God. I'm going to do what's right because that's what God said, wants me to do. I'm, it, may not, it may not even feel good to my flesh, but my flesh gets me in trouble all the time. My flesh will drag me to hell if I let it. So I'm not going to let my flesh call the shots. If I walk by the flesh, I'm going to eat the fruit of that. And the Bible says, and destruction comes, and I will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I've got to walk by the Spirit. So I've got to keep looking at the jug and what the Spirit has provided for me. And I've got to have my mind renewed that now I'm going with the Spirit rather than the flesh. Because the flesh is always wanting what it wants. And it wants it right now. But it's, it's to satisfy its lust and its appetites. And my lust and my appetites might be the open door that's bringing the destruction, the one who kills, steals, and destroys into my life. So I got I to shut that door and I got to open the door to receive what the Lord has provided for me. So I've got to change the way I'm thinking and taste and see that the Lord is good. 
Now once you taste and see that the Lord is good, that healing is really for today, that deliverance is really for the day, that breakthrough is really for the day, that you can send a prayer out and bring a child in to serve Jesus Christ, and you're like, wow, there's power in prayer. You see that's all possible. All of that is possible when you taste and see what God has provided rather than the things of the world. Now in having our minds renewed, part of that is changing the tense of how we live. So now we're no longer, God, you prove yourself, and then I'll believe. No, I believe, and God will prove himself. And it's no longer, I will celebrate for, and thank you for my healing once my body stops hurting. That's the old way. No, I will start thanking you for my healing in the midst of my pain because I know as the lepers went, as they went to show themselves to the priests, they were healed. I know that as I go following your word, that what you said, you're not a man that you can lie. It will happen. So I'm thanking you for it in advance. So we need, right now is the time to rejoice. Right now is also the time to forgive. Jesus said in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and they cast lots. That's what the soldiers are doing. And the people stood looking on. And even the rulers with them sneered. Here's Jesus hanging there in that much pain. They're sneering at him, saying he saved others. Let him save himself if he's truly the Christ, the chosen of God. Yeah, really. And the soldiers mocked him. Now I want you to see in these verses of Scripture, it was not after the soldiers were sorry when Jesus forgave them. It was not when they begged for forgiveness that he forgave them. It was not after they apologized for mocking him that he forgave them. It was not after the resurrection that Jesus forgave them. It wasn't after he conquered sin and death, hell, and the grave that he forgave them. When did he forgive them? He forgave them while he was still in the midst of his suffering. You've got to have your mind renewed if you're going to tap into what God has for you. You've got to forgive now. You've got to forgive now. You've got to forgive while you're hanging on the cross. You've got to forgive while you're in the midst of your problem. You've got to forgive while you're in the midst of the pain and, the, and, the, and all that is coming against you. You've got to do it now. And then it opens up what God has provided for you. And you'll get a miracle in the making in your life. But if you wait, if they'll, for, if they'll come and apologize, then I'll forgive them. The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. And you wonder why you're having to deal with what you're having to deal with. Well, it just ain't right. Well, it wasn't right that while you were a sinner cursing his name that he hung on the cross and died for you. He didn't get rid of the problem first to forgive. He didn't get people to say they were sorry first to forgive. He didn't get people to apologize first to forgive. He forgave in the midst of his suffering. And he says, if I came here in the, wrapped in the flesh of man just like you and I depended on the Holy Spirit so that I wouldn't say I'm holding on to my, my divinity to do this, I'm, I'm hanging on to humanity to do it. And if I can do it, I can show you how to do it. And you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, if you will have your mind renewed and say, right now, I'm going to forgive this person. Right now, I'm going to release this person. Right now, I'm going to let them go while you're hanging on your cross, while you're in your greatest pain, while you're in your greatest suffering, you're going to see God move in in a miraculous way. And what Jesus purchased 2,000 years ago for you is going to flood into and you will taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. So now is the time to forgive. Forgiveness is the key to celebration. Hallelujah. I mean, he said in Luke 6, 27, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. That's hard. 
do good to those who hate you. My flesh, the way I've lived in sin, that ain't how it works. But when I work it from the flesh, I don't get the provision from the Spirit. The healing, deliverance, the prosperity, the blessing, the peace, the victory is not available because I'm still walking by the flesh. I know it doesn't sound easy, but let me tell you what, when you get your mind renewed, you become like a duck. And when water comes on a duck's back, the duck don't even think about it because it just rolls right off. And man, when you get that kind of mindset, it don't matter what anybody does to me, I forgive you. Before you do it, I forgive you. I'm going to love those who hate you, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you. And that prayer is not, God, get them. God, get them. That's not the prayer. Now, I know we all have that prayer. Oh, some of you got that halo from Dollar Tree. It ain't, it ain't working. It's blinking. I can see. Uh-uh-uh. We all got that prayer. God, get them. Because our flesh wants them to hurt. They hurt us. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Oh, yes, God, I'll give them to you. You can beat the tar out of them. Yes, God, get them. No, no. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Hallelujah. Now is the time to forgive. Is there somebody you need to forgive? Is there somebody you need to forgive? Remember, all the jug is full of water representing all the blessings that Jesus died went to the grave, beat the devil, took the keys to death, hell, and the grave to bring us victory and give us authority over all the power of the enemy. All that is ours if you're willing to have your mind renewed and do it God's way rather than the world's way. Is there somebody? The Holy Spirit's probably bringing some people to you. Maybe people you'd even forgot about you is holding that. The Holy Spirit's not doing that to condemn you. The Holy Spirit's not doing that to shame you. The Holy Spirit's doing that to help you. So you can release them right now. Right now. We don't need to have a a service where you get here and and I lay hands on you and you fall out on the floor or you get excited and run and dance. Or We don't need to have all that good. I love that. We can do it. But I'm just saying you don't have that. You right now can have your mind renewed and say, you know what? God, I forgive them. Just like Jesus hanging on that cross. said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Now is the time to forgive. Number five, now is the time to be confident. Let me tell you what, if you will choose to forgive and get that weight of condemnation out of your life that Satan had access to, because Satan can't get to you if he has nothing in you, okay? And if unforgiveness is in you, you've got an open door for the devil. So you close that door, now it's time to be confident. And I love what the psalmist said in Psalms 27. He said, the Lord is the light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? I mean, if the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? If I got the whole jug of all the power of God and all the redemption and all the anointing and all the glory of God and the favor of God available to me, who in the world am I? Who should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, and they, but they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. 
In this I will be confident. I don't have to be afraid. I've tapped into the glory. I've tapped into His favor. I've tapped into His power. I've tapped into His anointing. I've tapped into His victory. I don't have any reason to be fear. I'm not fearful of sickness. I'm not fearful of disease. I'm not fearful of the doctor's report. I'm not fearful of the banker's report. I'm telling you, this is what I'm confident in. I'm confident in my God. I'm confident in His promises. I'm confident in His Spirit. I'm confident in His Word. I need. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would get a lion's confidence. Every one of you would begin to roar with a lion's confidence that the devil's on the run, that the devil's getting out of town, the devil's getting out of your body, the devil's getting out of your household, the devil's getting out of your finances, the devil's getting out of your head, the devil's getting out of your children, the devil's getting out of your grandchildren, the devil's got to move out of your neighborhood, the devil's got to move out of your city, the devil's got to move out of your state, the devil's got to move out of your country. Come on, alliance confident. Who shall we fear? I'm telling you, I am confident in this. Hallelujah. You may have come in here today thrown down by financial trouble, thrown down by a doctor's report, thrown down by fear, thrown down by failure, thrown down by emotional problems, thrown down by relational issues, thrown down by other people. But I'm here to tell you, you may be bloody, you may be battered, and you may feel like you're almost defeated, but it's time you say, wait a minute, my help comes from the Lord. And you get up and you declare that in the name of Jesus, though the host may encamp again, me. Uh, I am confident in this. Uh, though the war may rise up against me, uh, yet I will praise my God uh, because my God is Jehovah. He is God Almighty. Uh, he has given me the victory uh, and I'm going to walk that victory out uh, by faith until I see it manifest to God be the glory because God is on my side uh, and if God be for me, who can be against me? Uh, don't wait. Don't, don't wait to, until you get a breakthrough to start celebrating church. Don't you wait till you're safely on the other side before you start celebrating. Confidence doesn't come from having trophies on your shelf. Confidence doesn't come when you got a 16-0 season. Come on now. Confidence doesn't come when you're winning all the championships. Confidence comes from knowing whose you are. Come on now. Confidence comes from knowing that you belong to God. That God is in you. God is for you. It comes from you knowing that you're loved that God said He would never leave you, He would never forsake you, that He's going to bring you out on top, He's going to bring you out the victor's crown, He's going to bring you out through it every time, hallelujah. He, let me tell you what, he, your best is yet before you because He's never going to forsake you or break His promises towards you. That's where confidence comes from. Don't wait until your bank account is filled before you start celebrating your rich. Don't wait until the doctor comes in and says, wow, I don't know why, but what was there is no longer there. Your cancer is gone. Don't wait till that to start declaring by his stripes I'm healed. Don't wait until your family situation gets in order before you start saying my house is blessed of the Lord. Don't wait for your children to serve God before you start declaring that your children shall serve the Lord all the days of their life and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Now is the time to be confident. And I close with this. Now is the time to praise Him. Now is the time to praise Him. 
Paul and Silas, if you remember, were in an inner cell. They were down in the dungeon. They were in the sewer of the prison. They had stocks on their feet. They had chains on their uh, arms and hands. And they had bars before them. And their freedom had been taken away. Their clothes had been taken away. Their comfort had been taken away. They'd been beaten and flogged. Uh, and there they are, bruised and bleeding and shamed and naked and, and imprisoned uh, falsely. And while they are there, they understood, I can go up to the water jug uh, and I've got access to healing. I've got access to deliverance. I've got access to breakthrough. I can come up out of these stocks. I can come up out of these chains. I can come up out of these prison bar. I can come up out of this hole, this prisons, prisoner's hole of sewer. I can come up out of it and I can bring others with me. If I'll just reach down, not by the flesh, but let my mind be renewed and tap into what God has. How do I tap into God? what God has? I'll let out a praise. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in the midnight hour when it was least likely for us to praise, when the flesh is hurting the worst, when the flesh sees it is the darkest hour, when the flesh feels like another day, we've left one day and going into another day and we're dragging the same mess into that day and it's going to be just like it was before. You said flesh be silent. Flesh you are fired. It's time for my soul to reach into the spirit realm and take access to what Jesus has provided through the atonement and I'm going to bring in breakthrough and I'm going to bring in light and darkness and I'm going to break in promotion and there they begin to praise God now they begin to praise him now and the Bible says they praised him so loud that all the prisoners heard him on every level of that prison they began to hear the praises of God coming forth and as the praises went up the Bible says just like God said I inhabit the praises of my people that word inhabit Yashab is God moves in in power God moves in an anointing. God moves in in breakthrough. God moves in in covenant promises. Yashab. And when they praised Him, He moved in and began to shake the foundations of that prison. The Bible says the stocks fell off. The Bible said the chains fell off. The Bible says the prison doors fell flung open. The Bible says that the other ones around them were freed as well. The Bible says light came into that place so much so that he who was against them is now on his knees and says, I want to serve the God that you serve, me and my family. I'm here to tell you today, now is the time to praise Him. we got to learn to praise Him in the midst of the pain. Praise Him in the midst of the bad report. Praise Him in the midst of when things ain't working out. Because we got to tap into what He has already given us and begin to appropriate. Begin to bring it into our reality so we can taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Like Jehoshaphat who sent the praisers out. There was an army that could not count coming against them. And God said, send the praisers out front. And the praisers went out front without a weapon. They went out front, their hands lifted, their voices lifted, and they were saying, Jehovah God, He's going to deliver us. Jehovah God, He is my banner. Jehovah God, He is my victory. Jehovah God, He's worthy, 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 worthy. I believe they could probably hear what the elders in heaven were saying. As the elders in heaven were saying, worthy, worthy, worthy the tongue of all the tribes of all the people worthy is the Lamb of God who was and is and is to come, hallelujah He's worthy of praise now is the time and I'm telling you the enemy was slaughtered the enemy was defeated you've got enemy today 
You have enemies today. But if you say right now, before I see a victory, I'm going to praise in a victory. Before I see a breakthrough, I'm going to praise in a breakthrough. Before I see my healing, I'm going to praise in the healing. Before I see an anointing, I'm going to praise in an anointing. And we'll begin to praise Him right now and make a joyful noise. Let me tell you, the Bible says our God is going to move in in a mighty way. Now is the time. Now is the time for us to say enough is enough. It's time to do it God's way. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and anew. Ask Him now. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and anew as I surrender to your Lordship, Jesus Christ. And my mind is renewed that this is my right now life. I'm going to live the abundant life now. I'm going to have peace now. I'm going to rejoice now. I'm going to forgive now. I'm going to be confident now. I'm going to praise Him now. And you just watch and see. Tell somebody, you just watch and see. You just watch and see. Because I'm going to taste and see that my God is good. My God is good. My God is good. Hallelujah. Would you all stand with me, please? Lord, as we stand in your presence, Lord, we lift our hands to you. If you're here today and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. Your flesh doesn't like to hear that. Your flesh wants to say, oh, there's many roads. Just be good. There's many roads. Your flesh is lying. The Bible says your flesh will lead you to destruction. If you want to inherit the kingdom of God, you've got to do it God's way. Nobody else sent their son to live a sinless life, shed sinless blood to pay off our sinful account. No one else did that. So there is no other way. Jesus, would you call upon him now? If you've not called upon him, call upon him now. He says, everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Call upon him now. Say, Jesus, just... Oh, would you just bow your heart before him? Do you see your need for Christ? Do you see your need for Christ? Say, Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. Invite him in. He's not going to come in unless you invite him in. Jesus, come into my heart. I humble myself before you. Just, He says, if you will humble yourself before him, he'll take his hand and begin to lift you up. Jesus, I surrender to your lordship. Just tell him got to mean it. I surrender to your Lordship. That means what you say now goes. You created me. You know what's best for me, so I'm going to listen to you. You've, you, you've had plans for me greater than I have for myself, so I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to be the rebellious child that wants to do the opposite of what his parent who loves him so much says, no, I want to be a child of God. So I've got to walk in total surrender. Jesus, I surrender my life to you your lordship from this moment on i want to live for you lord all that stuff i've done in the past some of it was great some of it was the holy spirit inspired and led and all that stuff but lord what i prayed on that altar 10 years ago is not what i'm living on right now i'm living right now in a relationship with you current and that relationship has to be total surrender i surrender come on take those pharisaical garb off and say you know what have I surrendered to Christ lately 
your way for you are the way the truth and the life I believe God has raised you from the dead you're alive I just want you to live in me and through me I want to be your son or I want to be your daughter just let this be your prayer I want to do it your way I'm going to I'm going to choose to live your abundant life that you've provided for me now walk in healing. I'm going to walk in deliverance. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in anointing. I'm going to walk in favor. I'm going to walk in your peace. I'm going to walk in your joy. I'm going to forgive. Holy Spirit, show anyone to me that I need to forgive. I release them. They don't have to write me a letter. They don't have to come and bow before me. No, Lord, as you hung your head on that cross and forgave me while I was yet a sinner. In the midst of my pain, I'm going to forgive them and tap into your healing power. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to walk out of here today and I'm going to release your blessings. I'm going to smile at others and I'm going to say Jesus loves you and I'm just going to say be blessed and I'm going to release your blessings. I'm confident. I'm walking in the anointing. And I, my life's going to be marked by praise. Nobody's got to work me up, Jesus. nobody got to keep reminding me what you did for me to praise you. I know what you did. And I love you. And I appreciate you. And I'm going to live a life of praise this is your prayer today let me tell you why it's so pleasing to the Lord and God has responded to you individually and he has come in to forgive you he has come in to set up his kingdom in you but you can't walk out of here and take it back you can't walk out of here and turn your back on him you got to walk it out and we're here to encourage you at Christian Embassy. We've got discipleship classes for you. We've got teaching and preaching in the Word of God in the middle of the week, in the end of the week, and first of the week, and at all times just to keep you encouraged and your mind renewed by the Word. But walk it out. I say to you as we close this prayer, God, help them now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, seal upon them what you have done in and through them. That we go walk it out. We can talk it out. And we can live it out in such a way that we change the world around us as our world has been changed in us by and through you. To you be the glory. To you be the honor. Fill us with your spirit. Just open your vessel of your body and say, God, you said that I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Fill me. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your power. Just welcome him right now. He says you can quench him, you can grieve him, or you can welcome him. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and anew. I want to walk out of here. Just let this be your prayer. God, I want to walk out of here full of your Holy Ghost. I want to walk out of here full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, full of wisdom. So Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Fill me, overflowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To you be the glory and the honor and the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.